So Justin, we're just going to jump in for the sake of time. So here, my thought process, I kind of got ramped up in this. If we can preach the frailty of the flesh, and then we point to the power of the gospel, we have the energy to wake up every day and take the sword that we've been given and run right into the darkness and say, here's here's hope, right? We're going to cut down the lies. I love how, because he says the weapons of our warfare are not flesh, right? You can't see them. So what does the spirit of truth do? What does the Bible tell us that the spirit of truth does? It cuts down the lies of Satan and it exposes the light of Christ. I love all these spiritual metaphors because I wakes up in the morning and I'm like, look, I got reasons to fight, man, because yesterday was rough and I got yeah. beat up and I don't want to do that again. And God's like, yeah, but look what you're doing. You're bringing yeah. hope. You're, yeah. you're bringing mercy and kindness. I was like, yeah, no, you're right. Know. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to get up and fight again today. Yeah. And we're motivated for the fight. I, I love the way you've talked about this in the past using the the metaphors of like warfare yeah. where we say this all the time that we're motivated and sustained in the fight by the certainty of our salvation and by the, un, the, the invincible nature of the kingdom we've been given, yeah. uh, right? The unshakable righteousness that's been counted to us. I mean, we could go on and on and on because you're not going to be motivated in the fight the same way to go stick your face in the fan, you know, and keep doing the thing. If your thought process is, I'm not even sure that I'm God's and I'm not even sure that I'm on this team. You know, I'm not even sure that I'm part of the light. I'm not even sure that Jesus is happy with me. He's probably going to turn me away at the end of it all. It's like, yeah, it's just not going to be a good motivator long-term. Uh, what's going to motivate you to get out of bed and keep fighting? Like you said, especially when you're like, man, yesterday was rough. And frankly, the last six to 12 months haven't been good either. That's and right. things just don't seem to be going well for me. <clears throat> Why would I, as a rational creature, continue to do this? Well, it's only because I believe the Lord's word and I'm convinced that Christ has me and that the Lord is using me and he's He's going to build his church and he's going to use me in that endeavor. And we're going to be of some help to our neighbor. And the Lord's ultimately going to see, going to see to that. And I'm just kind of an instrument in the Redeemer's hands to use like Paul Tripp's language, right? I mean, that's why you would do it because you're confident that the Lord is the one who is at work in you to will and to work. And you're confident in his faithfulness and you are certain that he has you and he's not going to let you go and nothing's ever going to change that. So now I'm willing to risk it, so to speak. I'm using that language. It's not a risk because it's, we're safe. But I'm willing to go and spend and be spent because I know the end and I know I'm secure. I, I think that has to be stated because we've said this. We've talked about resting in Christ. We said this a lot too, but let's repeat it, especially for those who are newer. We rest in order to do. That's right. We receive in order to go and love. You know, we are we're crushed and and emptied by the law, we're filled up by Christ and the gospel so that we can then go and pour out what we've got to others. And that's the way we're called to live in the church. And sadly, I think in the American church anyway, and maybe in the church in the West, holistically in the modern era in which we live, everything is so individualistic that we don't, we don't think this way naturally. And we're not taught to think like this in the church. That's right. We're taught really to, to navel gaze. And to be about our own growth and maturation, almost for our own sake. Last comment from me, and I'll flip it back over to you. I was always very confused about the way sanctification was talked about, John. I know Mm -hmm. we we did a podcast a long time ago called Your Sanctification is Not For You. Um, 
or your sanctification is not about you. I can't remember what the title was, yeah. but yeah. that was a paradigm shift for me, dude, because for the longest time, the way sanctification and growth and holiness was talked about, it was almost like, all right, well, so what's the point? Other than abstinence from sin, right? It's like, I'm, I'm just becoming more holy. Point? What's the point? Because Rewards? Uh, maybe. Or it was almost like, uh, last time I checked, when Jesus comes back, there's still going to be a lot of work that bro's going to need to do in order for me to, to be like him. Like there's still a, a, a noticeable, like significant gap between me and him. And I don't care how godly I get in this life. That gap is is insurmountable. And he's going to have to do some stuff anyway and literally raise me incorruptible and imperishable because I'm none of that. That's Last right. time I checked, we all agree on that, right? You know, we do. <laughs> and so, uh, so what's the purpose of my sanctification? And then you begin to understand that the Lord is honored. I mean, so the Lord is honored in our sanctification, but he's That's honored right. in particular because our sanctification and our good works are for the benefit of our neighbor. That's right. They're for the building up of the body of Christ mm -hmm. and they adorn our profession in the gospel mm -hmm. and the Lord is glorified and honored in that. And that's the purpose. It has nothing to yeah. do with us directly so much. That's right. Good because of our I, neighbor, good of our brothers yeah. and sisters, God's honor. There it is. I'll give you an illustration. So Justin, now you and I both had the opportunities to spend a time in each other's home. I'm about to come. And yeah, you man, are. Man, I love your kids, bro. I have a photo of them and me up on my board. Well, I see them every day. And you can actually stay at our house now. Yeah, I know. It's going to be dope. And, um, and I've seen you around my kids. And my sure. kids ask me all the time, you know, are you going to go talk to Mr. Justin today? And right. they ask me how Theo Yeah, my going. kids ask about Mr. John and <laughs> yeah. all that. Um, brother, it, man, it like does my heart so well when you love and care for my children. Yeah. Right. A to your own expense. Yeah. Right. Or yeah, or even like, you know, you you with Michelle, me with Judith, trying to care right. for one another's wives. The whole thing. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But specifically because it's my kids, right? Yeah. There's a and, and same thing with wives. I totally agree. Yeah. But, but but for the sake of illustration. Yeah. It's like God's creation. He loves his creation. His creation is special to him. It's him. Yeah. It, we are made in the image of God. Yeah. And when we care for his creation, right? Yeah. His children, his his yeah. people. Not every human is his child, but his creation, his image bearers. That that means something to him, right? That that's important to him, and that there's a there's a significance for us to remember that. Yeah. And what what I find fascinating is that I think sanctification mm -hmm. is God working in us to help us to be better at loving and caring Ain't for no. what He cares about. No, that's right. And we look at well, it like, be, wow, look, he's made me better at loving. Thanks, God. I appreciate that. Well, brother, I mean, even the first Peter one language of be holy as I am holy, be as I am. That's right. I mean, yeah. I think what you're onto is something significant here in that regard. Because yeah. to be holy is not just to be without sin. That's right. That's right. To be like the Lord is to love what he loves. That's right. And hate what the he way hates. he does. That's right. You know? I mean, so that's that's a bigger piece. That's the upstream piece of it is to love what the Lord loves and hate what the Lord hates and pursue what the Lord says is good. And, um, uh, all of those things, that's, that's really what we're called to. Um, yeah. And, and the side of it yeah. where it's like, well, God is a God judges. It's like, that's right. And we're not God. Exactly. Vengeance is mine says the Lord. Because, yeah. I will repay. Let, right. let the one, I mean, again, like judge lest ye not be judged kind of language or Romans two language. Like, the same standard you use to condemn other people is the standard that will condemn you. That can never be said about God. That's right. You're not That's him. Right. Well, as yeah. soon as you start, you climb up in the dock, you know, and you start trying to act like 
the the judge and the jury and the executioner, you've got a serious problem because you've condemned yourself. That's right. And yeah, anyway, we could rant about that another time. Yeah, there's but, a lot, but I man, this this is um I want to say this now. This is where my heart is. I want to so give people so much rest and so much. I'll, I have one last illustration and we'll go. Yeah. Um, you know, imagine a world, a scenario, in a world, imagine a scenario where you are bringing life-giving food to people, like, and it's required. Like, they need this. And then, but you're realizing that you have to provide the food and eat it yourself first. And this is how a lot of people live, Justin, where they're like, they, they're so exhausted because they've had to work to grow it, then they till it, then they bring it out, then they cook it. And then by the time they're done eating, they're like, I'm pooped. I'm done. This is what we mean yeah. by resting. Hey, you you don't have to do that. You don't, Jesus, here, look, here's the food. Yeah. Take and, take and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see that he's good. Can you taste it? Yeah, but I didn't have to work. Yeah, you don't have to work for it. I did. Right. Now this is what I need you to do. See that food? I need you to go give to other people. Guess what you're right. going to have, Justin? You're going to have yeah. energy, man, because yeah. you're not trying to cook it yourself. You're not trying to labor right. yourself. The labor's been done. He goes, my yoke is I, easy, guys. Amen, You brother. eat of me. Now go give it to other people to eat. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's my how does the gospel not only motivate, but how does the gospel empower good works? This is a piece of that conversation. That's right. Because when you jump off the proverbial hamster wheel that is Christianity and evangelicalism, generally speaking, and you take your eyes off yourself for a minute and you're actually, you do rest and you're filled up and yeah, you're like, okay, I've got the energy and I've got the goods. You know, right. and I can now go and take them and administer these and aim to encourage others with what the Lord has done for me and what the Lord's doing in my local church. And I want to invite people into this thing because this is pretty epic. Stand, and, yeah. Stand yeah, in the strength of the Lord, man. It's great, man. Oh, yeah. That's how you that's how you rest. You stand yeah. in the strength of the but, Lord. Yeah. It, yeah, you stand in the strength of the Lord. So there's <laughs> a, you know, the old kind of southern him stand up for Jesus. You know, I mean, this is like, Oh my, a, I haven't thought of that. All right. The reason, years. all right, brief, brief <laughs> plug, but not a plug. This is just a comment and I don't think this is going to hurt anyone. So I'm just going to say it. Yeah. So my kids, my kids go to this like hybrid school. Like it's a three days on campus, two days at home kind of thing. Yeah. And it's housed in so a So they're church. half homeschooled? Yeah, sure. So we're halfway <laughs> faithful. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Only an SR, baby. Hey, baby. Uh, <laughs> So the point of what I'm going to get at to this hint, this is how it came up. So the the local church here that hosts this school, the, this, the people that run the school are great educators, which is really why our kids are there. Yeah, classic. And yeah. it's a sweet environment, you yeah. know, but it is laced with moralism <laughs> and sentimentality regarding Christianity. So we have to do a little bit of detox and deprogramming from some of this. And, you know, we talk a lot about these things in our house anyway. Um, and I think I'm, it's sort of like, I'm not really worried about blowing up moralism and self-righteousness. I think we, we go at that pretty hard in the Purdue house. So this, all this to say, my daughter, Noelle, comes home recently, and she's talking about this song, Stand Up for Jesus. And I was like, they only knew the first verse. All right. Stand up, stand oh, brother. up for Jesus, all right. All right, so listen. soldiers. Right. But, so, so they only knew the first verse. And I said, but right. do you know the second one? Because the second verse is actually good. Because yeah. this is what made me think of it. You were saying, stand in the strength of the Lord alone. So the second verse is, stand up, stand up for Jesus. Um, hang on, now, now I'm blanking because all I can think about is the first verse you just said. I, <laughs> hold, quick pause. I'm going to get my mind together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so stand up, 
Stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. Alone. Then it says, the arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. own. (laughs) So it's like, look, even in that old kind of hokey song that is very about you in a way, there is still this verse in there that's gold. Stand up, stand up for Jesus. Stand in his strength alone. The arm of flesh will fail you. You dare not trust your own. In other words, you dare not trust your own strength. Why can't you stand? It's good, man. Anyway, that was just you know that's so funny. I was singing that. I I haven't thought about that. It's actually a great song, and it's actually got a little bit of a pep to it. Oh, brother, I will sometimes like a marching tone. Well, that and then there's a soulful version of it that that I enjoy. Anyway, we'll do that. We'll mess around with that some other. Hey guys, we're so thankful for you. Um, It is a true joy to do this podcast. It just is. And um, we're thankful you guys let us do it. We're so thankful. And your feedback's been great. The app has been encouraging. Justin and I try our best. I have, you guys are I so apologize. kind. I, I apologize so for my bad. inactivity in the app lately. I have been just overwhelmingly busy. Sorry yeah. Look, to be frank, the Facebook group and the app are for you guys. And we, we use, we'll go in there when we can. Yeah. But uh, we really started that for you. So yeah. thanks for being gracious with us. And I know you tag us and um, I think you would rather produce good content than answer your yep. questions, right? Yep. So and preach and, and preach faithful sermons. Yeah. Well, that's going to happen. So you're, we're we're going to always say no to whatever's going to prevent us from that. But we also, anyways. All right. Thank you guys here, there, and there. Uh, stay tuned. We are we are working on a conference. It's in the works. We don't know when, but just pray for us as we figure that out. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Bye.